0: I think he's serving a little bit better. He's defending his serve well, and he's he's more comfortable inside the court. Also, standing a little bit closer to the baseline, and uh, even though he plays the forehand with a lot of topspin, it, it runs fast. So when he when he gets the forehand, he can still uh, well. It's difficult for the opponents, even if it's clay or hardcourt. So. He's winning a lot of points with that, and um, especially if you then serve well, you have many good chances to hit with the forehand on the next shot. So I think that's been the, the key and just feeling more comfortable uh, comfortable uh, staying up in the court and also that he's defending the backhand
1: side uh, also a lot better than before. You mentioned statistics. Is that something you're big into? Is that something that Casper's also into?
0: yeah yeah i'm into it i don't know how much Casper's into it but uh, but we we of course we look uh, at statistics and we analyze the opponents and everything and and uh, i just remember when he was playing the big servers uh, in the beginning of his career he was you know not winning enough points uh, on their first serve so now he's he's improved that a lot and he was always a good Quite good return on the second serve when he had time to to swing the ball but on the first serve we had problems and uh, i think when you i would like to see the statistics from like 2018 19 and and the the last year i think it's it's, it has has improved quite a lot so we have to read into the statistics what we can improve and i think we've done a good job uh, regarding that
1: what is comes across is how mentally strong that casper is even in tough moments is that something that is natural to him is that something that he's always had or has he had to work at it
0: i think he has a good competitive mind and we also had like a mental coach that has worked with him since he was uh, young and uh, i think that also has helped uh, of course a little bit and i think he just kind of enjoys uh, being out there and competing and um, and uh, and winning matches and uh, once you get that flow going you get more confidence and it kind of develops so I think that's happened that was happened uh, this year that you know winning a lot of matches you are more confident going into the next round or the next tournament and it kind of just um, develops from there and and I think we in the coaching team has been supporting him and trying to especially when he won those three titles in a row we have to kind of push him to, to because he gets tired also so We've been good at pushing him to to do one more and and uh, turn around some tough matches uh, during those periods. And um, yeah, I think that's what kind of have surprised me the most. Have have um, I think he's maybe been you know one of the most steady players uh, during the year.
1: Where's the mental coach from?
0: Uh, he's from Norway. So uh, so he uh, he's actually not working with us now, but he's been working with Casper for many years. And uh, yeah, I think they had some good things going. And he. He taught Casper some good um, good tips on how to, you know, mentally prepare for for t- tough and big matches, and also to, to try and believe in, you know, reaching uh, his goals. What are his goals? His goal is to become number one. Uh, so it's a tough goal, and um, I think he said that since he was young. So I think he's dreamt about it, and he's been watching TV his whole life when he was young. So. That's the ultimate goal and the ultimate dream for him and um, yeah he's he's not that far away, so we cannot see that it's unrealistic either so uh, yeah, so we'll see where it uh, where it ends, but uh, he's
1: on a good path i would i would say as a father and also of a coach to casper, how hard is it to to separate the two i think it's quite
0: easy, you know i'm uh he, now uh, he's uh, a grown-up man, so I cannot be too much of a father anymore, but we're more like friends, I would say. We have a lot of the same hobbies, and I think he respects me as a tennis coach, and uh, he has done that since he was quite young. I think he kind of understood that I was, you know, part of the tour, and maybe it helped when I, I brought him to French Open when he was like 8, eight 9 years old, and I, I got him to meet Rafa and, and some other players, so kind of he knew that I, I had been there, and and he kind of believed uh, most of the things I said when we were playing um, in the younger years. So that's been quite easy for him to to respect me and and, uh, and uh, as a coach. And I think we have a very good relationship actually.
1: Sometimes when you when you bring a, a, a youngster to a tournament and they remember something that, that's vivid throughout, what, what does Casper remember the first time you took him to the French, aged eight? Just watching Rafa. I think we were watching Rafa and uh, Novak.
0: Uh, I think maybe it was the fourth round or something uh, there. Uh, Rafa, I think uh, Novak ended up pulling out or something with, with a little bit of injury after a couple of sets. But, you know, just being there, watching and also, of course, getting the autograph from, from Rafa. We came into the players' lounge and <laughs> he signed like a big tennis ball like you see all the kids have. So... Yeah, I think that puts like a little bit dream in his head, and, and uh, already then he was of course playing tennis, but then you motivate him to maybe say to himself that one one day I want to be here like, like these guys. So he's had like three, four of those trips when he was young. Uh, I think he was in the, at the Nitto ATP finals with his grandmother when he was 11, and... Uh, also, a few years later, he went to Madrid with the, with the other grandmother. So, you know, the, the whole family's into tennis. And, you know, since he, he's been a good player all his life, they kind of wanted to motivate him and,
1: and bring him to those uh, big tournaments where you could see his uh, idols. Well, you mentioned Nadal being his idol. Was that why it was just a, a natural fit? Was that why it was a, easy for Casper to make the move and spend some time at Rafa's Academy?
0: Yeah, I think it was, uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, not a dream come true, but I think when he was uh, 18 years old, um, Carlos came to me, Carlos Costa, during the French Open and, and was wondering if he wanted to come there and, and kind of try it out. And we had all <clears throat> already been there for like a week and practicing with Rafa like some months before. So we kind of knew what it was, and it was, of course, a big, uh, big, big step for us. But um, when we had the chance, we knew how Rafa. We wanted to see how Rafa was training, and we to to learn from the experience from from Tony and all those good coaches they have. So since 2018, we have kind of tried to be there as much as we can, and we still uh, are using them. and And um, when I'm not around, when I'm not on the tournaments, we bring Pedro Clark, which is one of the coaches there. So. It's been a great success, of course, and we're happy to uh, to have a, um, a relationship with them.
1: And um, I hope it will continue for many years. Yeah, it has been very, very successful. You men- mentioned that you have the same hobbies as Casper. What, what are they?
0: Uh, we play golf. Uh, what do you play? off? I am like a four handicapper, and Casper uh, is a little bit better than me now. But you know, before I used to beat him all the time. But uh, I, I learned to. I, teach him to play when he was young, so he has a good technique. He was always doing many other sports, uh, soccer, golf, and a little bit ice hockey. So, golf is, the, of course, a favorite uh, sport outside of tennis. We try to do some some rounds, of course, sometimes on the tournaments and we, we maybe do like a week uh, after the season, but... We, we like to go on golf occasions and play rounds and we are into ice hockey also a lot and Casper uh, and, uh, is quite into soccer so he likes all the sports and, and uh, yeah, a little bit of the same interests.
1: What football team do you support?
0: I support Liverpool and Casper does the same, but uh, I'm not like a huge uh, soccer fan. Casper is a more more uh, soccer fan than me. But when I was young, Liverpool was my team. But I'm I'm really not watching that much of those league matches. I'm, I like to watch like the World Championships and the Champions League and like the big matches. I'm I'm not following uh, f- uh, football that closely, but uh, I like also all the sports and I'm more into golf and ice hockey and and I was very into basketball also when I was younger. So. Yeah, it's basically the same as Casper.
1: How important do you think it is for any youngster to play a lot of other sports, not just focus on tennis?
0: I think it's important, but you know, it's no it's nothing that is written in stone how you become a good tennis player. I think uh, there's many paths to uh, paths to to becoming a top player, but um, I think it's good to develop skills in other sports and I think it's good to to have those as hobbies when you're you know uh, getting older or, or doing something next to tennis and uh, uh, I think that uh, it's easy to get tired of only doing one sport so especially when you get to that age 15 16 17 if you have been playing like uh, 30 hours every day since you were five years old, it's easy to kind of burn out a little bit. If you had, if you have some other sports that you did when you were younger, I think it's easier to say, OK, I'm good at many sports, but
1: now I want to focus 100% on tennis. And, and uh, what, what age do you think is advisable to sort of fully focus on tennis?
0: Well, I think it's somewhere around 11 to 13, I would say. You need to kind of step it up because uh, if you don't, then the people that only play tennis and have played for a long time they, they have a big gap over you so you know like 20 years ago I think you could say 13, 14, 15 but now I think maybe somewhere around 11 to 13 you have to kind of be decent and, and start to focusing mainly on, on tennis but um, yeah in those young years when you're 7, 8,
1: 9, 10 I think you have to do or it's important or it's smart to do some other sports also Christian thanks very much for your time just a, a couple more questions if you don't mind Just firstly obviously with what you did in, in Norway and not a big tennis nation and now what Casper's doing how much has that given a lift to people playing tennis in Norway
0: well, I think it's a huge lift the last couple of years. Uh, many reasons, of course. Casper is one of them, and I think we have the COVID and people wanted to to be active. and And I know that I don't have the numbers exactly, but that there's a lot of, a lot of new members uh, in tennis in Norway, and we need more courts, especially indoors. So uh, hopefully, tennis will uh, will develop and and grow in Norway. We are a skiing country with a lot of good skiers, so I think now the yeah, the people they they look up to Casper, maybe many youngsters, and they want to try tennis. So I think that's a
1: very good motivation for Casper to know that he's touching young kids out there. You mentioned the weather. How hard is it to to play tennis? And actually, when can you play outside? Or what sort of periods of the year? Uh, normally, you can start outside
0: the end of April, and and you can play until maybe end of September. So the indoor season is basically six to seven months but um but we have yeah we have a lot of indoors, but you know we have more outdoor courts, so it's always like pressure when when the winter comes, everyone wants to play the same amount of hours that they did in the summer, so that's not always that easy but uh Yeah, I think a lot of clubs and and hopefully the governments are, you know, more supportive of building more sports uh, complexes and uh, and then especially tennis. So we'll see what happens in the future. But uh, definitely the, the sport is growing in Norway.